Welcome to Italy's Vital, your natural health and wellness stop. Hi everyone, this is Julie. Thank you for stopping by for another podcast today. I hope you're having a fantabulous day today. And I hope all is going well for you thus far. And in this podcast, I want to touch on a topic. It's a rather uh, controversial topic these days. Um, and um, But it's something that must be touched. And it's the obesity epidemic and the what we call people are talking, throwing around words such as fat phobia these days, body positivity, and so on. Um, But the reality is that being obese or being overweight is not healthy. That is not body positivity. And it's one of those things I realized in the society where the not so good thing for the individual, something that is not positive for the individual, is being turned around to make them think that it is good and it is okay. Um, I hear new words coming about that were not, you know, I've never heard these words, you, you know, even a few years ago. Fat phobia. What is fat phobia? It's crazy. So if someone, if, if a guy or a girl says that, okay, I don't want to date someone who is of, you know, a certain weight or size, they could be, we could be called, they could be called, you know, fat phobic. And you're like, what? How, how is that fat phobic? And because a phobia is represents a kind of what some would term an irrational fear and the reality is that some of the things that are called phobia and are we are told that they are irrational fears they are not really because people often fear things in many instances that could bring harm to them in one way or the other so most of the quote-unquote phobias are not really irrational fears as is being presented um, to us. There are some fears that are just legitimate. Some people are afraid of heights. Oh, yes. What are you doing up there? If you fall, you know, there are serious dire consequences. And And so it goes. But the body positive mo- positivity movement is a dangerous movement. It is a movement that is telling people, and especially women, this applies to men also. But in most cases, I think it's with this um, so quote unquote woman's revolution or whatever they want to call it you know, and this feminist movement and so on, where women are being pushed um, to the forefront, so to speak. And um, and let me say this, we all seem to forget that there is two gender here, uh, regardless of what, the, you know, we hear, the they, them, it's whatever things and whatever alphabet there is, 
You know, we have a string of alphabet people now. But the reality is that there are two genders. There is a male and there is a female. Whatever you are, you are born as, that's what you are. You cannot mess with creation in that way. Whatever you were born as, that's what you are. Now we're using terms. We have to be using terms to address these things. So we're saying biological men, biological women. We're saying cis women. We're saying all kinds of things of this nature. No, we don't need all of that. We, we don't need it. There are two genders. There is a male and there is a female. All of the complications that, you know, are being thrown at us where now you're supposed to feel guilty to say, I'm a man. Or you're supposed to feel guilty to say you're a woman when you're a real woman or a real man. And that's for another topic because that is out of control. I touched on it already, but that's totally out of control. Let's get back to the issue at hand. And we see, you know, certain magazines and shows, for example, that are putting women to the forefront, men to the forefront, who are overweight and they are parading around, um, sometimes in panties and bras or, you know, shorts or whatnot. And, you know, we're told, okay, this is big and beautiful. Um, hmm. Says who? I'm not saying that someone, someone's size determines their beauty because beauty for me is not just how someone looks on the outside because even that we have been conditioned to think certain features and a certain look and so on is beautiful. You go to different cultures across the world and they view, they view beauty differently. So beauty sometimes comes out of customs, traditions, etc. So what may be viewed as beautiful in one culture or custom may not be so revered in another. But at the same time, what we know and what we have been observing is the Western ideal the Western ideal coming primarily out of Europe and America, this idea of what they perceive to be beauty, that is what is being transmitted across the world. And we see the world is changing more and more to this um, quote-unquote standard. And this is why we see in some places people are, um, you know, for example, bleaching their skin, uh, I grew up in Jamaica, of course, and this was something that I was used to seeing more and more and more often than I would like to. You know, people just bleach their skin all the time. It's it's no big deal. It's like a national pastime now. You know, 
or because they want to be lighter lighter in complexion because they that is you know accredited with being you know more beautiful the brown skin they call it brown skin in jamaica not light skin they call it brown skin when you're of that lighter shade mm, kind of ironic isn't it but you know that's the the lighter the skin shade the more likely it is that you will get the guy the more likely it is that he will stick around the more likely it is that you know um he wants you to be his wife or some people in jamaica some people get married some people don't some many people are in long-term relationship that they don't get married or whatever that in and of itself is also a part of the babylon system so yeah and maybe for another discussion also um but people are involved in various types of relationship and yes most of the relationship um are you know same um um complexioned or similar complexion people because majority of the population in jamaica is primarily you know black so that that's the reality but women who are light-skinned tend to get attention this is something that even as a child being in the classroom you could see where certain um lighter-skinned um, children or children who are mixed race or so would get more attention or would be you know the teacher's pet or pet is not a good word but that's what they call it teacher's pet you know it's truly a reverence or a preference for the lighter skin but i digress but i digress i know back to the body positivity so now we see in the society where they are making it comfortable or they're making people feel comfortable to be overweight and we see a lot of these shows also on youtube where people there are people who do these eating competition and some of them are not even they're not able to maintain um, proper weight because they're eating a lot of junk you they make you're incentivized heavily for living this type of lifestyle and you know money is the drug because um that's how the society is run if you don't have money you can't buy food if you don't have money you can't have a place to live you can't have a place to sleep you can't help your family you can't you can't you can't you can't you can't if you don't if you don't if you don't have money and that's not how it's supposed to be but that's how we are seeing it expressed at this moment in time but the reality is that being overweight is not a positive thing it is not and if you want people to tell you it's okay then you're cheating yourself you are cheating yourself if you are overweight and you want people to embrace that and to tell you it's okay when if a person is overweight it means that they're overeating one it, it 
it's for most people who are overweight it's because they are overeating or it could be they're eating a lot of foods that create that situation or it could be that they have some health conditions that result in obesity but either way it, it it's a signal that the body is not functioning properly and the body is not functioning properly because the fuel that we're given the body is not the right fuel and so what should be done in the society is to expose the real cause for someone to be overweight to be obese and honestly look at how we address this with you know eating real foods eating live foods eating alkaline foods not highly processed foods highly processed meats fats and foods with a lot of additives and msgs and hormones and of course also addressing health situation um by cleansing the body naturally using herbs using fruits you know natural you know fast which is a water fast or maybe using um, juices to help to clear the body along with herbs along with some fasting and just eating as raw as possible or as clean as and as clean as possible these are some of the things that could help a person whether you're dealing with with a health condition that causes that overweight or whether it's just the, in general the foods that you're eating that is causing that and we have to address this not to hold somebody's hand and pull them along the same direction and say it is okay we accept you it has nothing to do with accepting the person we're talking about behaviors here and that has consequences and the consequence is that overweight so we want we are in a situation where in the society we know definitively that there is a problem with obesity there's a problem with the level of population being overweight and we have seen the increases of that over the years so how does it turn from being an epidemic to being body positivity and people are not seeing this even people that i would expect to realize that we are being played by the system are jumping on the backs of others or jumping in their face rather you know everybody is a big bad wolf on social media these days especially and they just jump on anybody who says something that they don't agree with and so it has come to the to this point where we can't be honest anymore you can't be honest in saying maybe if you have a friend and you realize that they're eating a little bit too much or they're maybe eating a lot of highly processed foods and you're seeing that it's it's you know causing them to become overweight 
maybe saying something to that person automatically, you'll be labeled as fatphobic. You'll be labeled as a hater. When in truth and reality is that you're trying to help that person because you know what that leads to. That's why we have a serious issue with diabetes now. That is why. That is why we have serious issues with heart diseases. Yes, but we, we have to we have to wake up to the reality that the foods that are being given is the cause of the obesity um, epidemic. And I'm going to do a part two to this because I want to delve more into some of the foods and that even from, from, from childhood, you know, all these candies, if you notice children nowadays are associated with candies. It's like, sometimes you see a child would, this, a child would throw a tantrum, roll on the floor do some crazy things because they want a candy and the parents, their parents probably denied them a candy or something. And I'm looking at them like, look at that. Re they're addicted. The kids are addicted. And then we have, there's this falsity in the society where everything from the very young is associated with sugar salt and oil so we like the chips you know the the, the 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 they like the chips also like the potato chips because it has a lot of oil a lot of them have been deep fried they've got the salt in it they've got sugar added in in many instances i mean i swear it seems like they have it seems like they had sugar to so many things that don't even you wonder um how does sugar get into this? But that's the addiction. And they actually have a, a formulas where they come up with a combination of that salt, sugar, and oil that gets you coming back. It's basically like when someone takes up a pack of potato chips and they might say, okay, or buy, buy a, maybe they buy a package of potato potato chips and say you know i'm only gonna eat one and the next thing they know they eat one they put their hand they take out another one before they know it the whole bag is finished and they're like scratching their head i ate all of that that's how addictive it is and we're feeding this to children we're giving them candies it's their birthday so what do you get what do you get for your birthday? A big sugary cake with icing on top. And I guess you don't have a birthday unless you have one of these. That is one of the most unhealthiest thing in the world. And for a child to be served that, as you're giving it as a prize, as a gift, there is joy associated with it because, you know, a birthday is celebrated as a joyful time. It's that time the child is happy. You know, there might, there might be a gathering with friends and families. They're all excited. And what do we do? We give them cake. <laughs> cake. Very acidic for the body. 
you know, full of starch, simple sugars, will mess up your pancreas. We give them ice cream, highly mucus forming. You know, sometimes you hear these, some of these kids, is like they always have a cold. You know, give them ice. Look at the foods that they get. The foods that are used to associate, to be, you know, associated with joy and happiness. And often fruits are viewed as a punishment. Fruits are viewed as, you know, um, less desirable. Less desirable. There are many children who you cannot give them a piece of fruit. And I see this across the board, even in my own family. You cannot give them a piece of fruit. They do not want it. Give them a piece of cake. They'll fight you to get it out of your hand. Give them a, a, an ice cream. They'll fight you to get it out of, the, out of your hands. You try giving them a piece of apple or something. I'm not saying all of some of them. Some of them, they'll be running. They just want to see that. Is that an apple? Boom, they're gone. They're gone the opposite direction, you know, or they'll be spitting it out. And it's not their fault. It's not their fault. You know, I often hear, um, you know, parents say, oh, you know, he won't eat anything else or she don't won't eat anything else. Excuse me? Uh, who is buying it? Who's who's buying it? And who is the parent? Who is the parent? Who is the parent? Sometimes we have to implement quote unquote tough love. It's actually not tough love. It's good love, but they don't. They won't see it. But you know this idea of having these ice cream cake, these ice creams, and these. You know, there are many alternatives, different things we could do for children at the birth at the birthday. But a lot have to do with how we start the foods that we start giving them from they are, you know, so young. Because a lot of these individuals that we see that are overweight, as they you know, as they get into their teens, their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, etc., etc. As that, you know, we see holding on to this weight over time, a lot of it started for many. It started with um, childhood and the food choices they were given then. And so it's up to you. Your child will become acquainted with the taste that you feed them. And I'm not saying that a child is going to love every piece of fruit. Just as though as adults, there are some fruits that you like or some vegetables or some, you know, natural foods that you like, but there are some that you don't like so much. It's the same thing with children. There are going to be some that they like so much, some that they don't like. But there's a wide array of, of, of natural foods, wide array that they, you can, they can try. You can try them, the different foods. And it's, 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 um, they become accustomed to, to the taste, but start early. 
start early. So you influence the choices from when they are very small and they get used to the taste of wholesome foods so that as they grow and as they move away from you, they can still hold on to that. And I'm not saying that some children might not, you know, go, their friends are eating certain things and they go and eat those things, right? Um, because the reality is that they do put ex um, excitotoxins in the foods. This is why almost everything that we eat also is riddled with MSG and a lot of other flavor enhancers. And MSG goes by so many names. I would need to do an episode on MSG alone. It goes by so many names. They have the, you know, but... The, these things are there to get the taste but addicted you're chasing that taste all the time and so you eat the food for that taste and you feel okay i am full now and then you know sometime after you want that taste again and uh, you know it's approached like a science this is why you can have cases of people one person killing another for a papaya sandwich and you're like excuse me and that is the level that we're at we have to look at what we're doing what we're doing to the children you know and it, it starts from they're being attacked from all sides because the educational institutions that are supposed to know about health and wellness and what is what is nutritious food and so on they confuse us. The whole system confuses us and they confuse us daily. And it is all a part of that whole agenda to, um, you know, keep people addicted because that's how these big food industries, that's how they make their money. They're tied to the pharmaceutical industry. Oh, as long as they can get you to continue to eat the crap over the years, then by the time you reach a certain stage in life, you surely will have diabetes or some heart problems or some other issues that you will need to come to go to the doctor for. And of course, they'll have a pill waiting for you and they'll have more pills for the complications from those pills. And so it goes and so it goes from the cradle to the grave, you know. And it, it is a constant cycle. And I want people to be mindful of this. When you are embracing this, what are you doing? When you are embracing so-called body positivity, when you can clearly look at someone and see that that person is obese, that person probably has diabetes, that person probably has heart problems, that person probably have a host of other issues. They probably have some candida issues, some you know, a whole lot of issues probably going on. And then you're going to say, it's okay because we should accept that. No, we should not accept that. We should not accept that. Not that you want to make people feel bad within themselves because a lot of these people are victims. They are victims of an evil system. That is that seems to be then from my perspective of breaking down that human 
you know, that the, not just the human spirit, but the, the body and mind to really, really break, break us down so that we could become less than we could become slave to something because to be honest, we all are slaves. Some people might say, what the heck are you talking about? And that that's for a whole different discussion. And um, I will do a podcast on that also. But what I'm saying is that we have to address the issue of obesity from a young stage. That's the best stage to start. And also to be honest with those whom we call family, friends, those people who might be around us, you know, we have to be honest with them in a loving way. Because like I say, a lot of these people, um, they are basically being led to believe that they, there is no hope for them, that they have no choice, that it's normal for them to be at that size you know, in that body, they're basically being told now that that is normal. Don't worry. But at the end of the day, they are the ones who are dealing with the real consequences that comes with that. So when you are there and you are embracing body positivity, what you're doing is you're also embracing those things that comes with that so-called body positivity. And because when you look at it, when we talk about body positivity in these times, people usually, cause there, there's an opposite of the spectrum. There are people who, there are people who would call an anemic, um, what do we call them? Um, bulimic and there are different, there are different types of, um, eating disorders. Um, some people, you know, um, they just don't eat. Um, because they might be afraid of, you know, gaining any type or weight, or they want to be just as a very, very tiny size, which is not sustainable. Um, you know, because some of these individuals, when they do eat, they also do eat a lot of junk. There are people who, you know, who are trying on the opposite end to be very, very thin. We have seen stories coming out and interviews with uh, individuals, especially those who want to enter the model or acting industries. Um, a lot of times they want to keep a certain weight or appearance. And so they do some, some, you know, things that are not, um, healthy in order to maintain that. And so we have that opposite spectrum, but that opposite spectrum is not revered. This is why I have not really focused on it, but I will do a podcast on that also. I know I keep saying I'm going to do a podcast on something else, something else, but, um, but that it's, that as that is side is not revered. The other side, however, where is P, the obesity that is, is revered now. And that is what is being called this body positivity movement we're being told that it, it's you know it's okay to be fat it's okay to be overweight there is nothing wrong with it you know embrace yourself embrace the body that you're in and unfortunately that is also saying embrace the diabetes embrace the heart disease embrace the cholesterol um, problems you know 
embrace all the other issues that comes with that the body dysfunction um you know because if you're too overweight you know that's too much pressure on the body it's too much pressure on the system to sustain that you know if you notice a lot of people were really really overweight they breathe so heavily they can't even breathe um, properly they're putting a lot of stress on the body you know and so i just wanted to just touch on this this whole body positivity and this thing about being politically correct and all of these kinds of things no we have to look at things um fairly and truthfully and even as i say that i realize that fairly and truthfully differs because for many people because of how um you know they have been conditioned to see see things and but at the end of the day we have to look at the consequences the consequences of that which we embrace what are the consequences of it and like i say this is a topic that i would probably explore um again because there are different aspects to this that we can delve into but i just wanted to just talk about this and to just say that you know just be careful of what you embrace be careful of what your children absorb and it's never too late to make a you know a change for your 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 child for example and i think i'll do another podcast as to because since i'm talking about the issue i think i should do another podcast looking at how we can you know help to make changes or to make turnarounds where people are dealing with um this um but don't embrace it um you know it doesn't mean that you um talk bad about a person it doesn't mean that you make them feel less than but what it means is that you can you find a way to be honest with that person and if you're listening to this podcast and and you see the the things that i the information i have available on my website and so on and other podcasts to come you will realize that there are ways and means by which you can help your family your friends acquaintances your children yourself in getting away from this this belief because you know that you're dealing with the consequences of it so i hope you found this useful don't forget to be the change you'd like to see in this world have a fantabulous day today tata welcome to idol is vital your natural health and wellness stop 